Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Become Fire podcast. I am your host today, special treat for you. I'm Father Peter Teresa. This is my debut hosting, and I get to uh, be with you today with my uh, dear, dear uh, compatriot, Father Anthony Tinker. Hello, hello. I'm, I'm on the other end of the spectrum yes, here. The, the tables have turned today. Indeed. Uh, and so we uh, we did something a couple weeks ago with all of you where uh, we kind of just gave you a little bit of background of, of who we are as uh, doing the, the hosting this podcast. And I got to share a little bit of my my story, my background with you. And, and so today we want to give um, Father Anthony, uh, we want to hear about his story about what the Lord has done in his life and and how he has gotten here and how he became a Franciscan priest uh, serving on the, the Gila River Indian Reservation with the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. So, um, Father, would you please uh, lead us in a prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and enkindle our hearts with the fire of your love. We might come to know Jesus. We might come to know the Father this day. Kind of be touched by his fatherly love, his fatherly grace. Mary, Mother, intercede for us, pray for us in this podcast. Um, for all those who are listening in, um, come and wrap us on your mantle of love. Protect us and be with us and bless us this day. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So one of the things that is uh, super popular right now is just sort of a origin stories for for superheroes everybody everybody wants to know where the superhero came from father anthony you're, you're a little bit like a superhero so we want to know i feel that way thank you <laughs> so we want to know uh you know where where you where you've come from and how you got here so um what was for you what was um your experience of of your, of the faith for you as uh maybe just a little boy and, and in grade school what was great. that like for you? Well, I'm from Dallas, Texas, mm. uh, and grew up my great faithful Catholic parents, and they have their own journeys, their own stories. Um, but by the time when I was born, they were uh, faithful Catholics, uh, actually involved in the Covenant Charismatic Renewal, or the, mm. in the Charismatic Renewal and yeah, Covenant community sure. in Dallas, Texas. So faith was Sundays, we got up and went to Mass, and then afternoons went to a prayer meeting. Well, and awesome. usually, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, well, as a kid, you don't know how, you know, you don't always feel that way, but, uh, and, and we would pray. My mother is big in devotional. So we would do the, mm. the Linton, you know, she called it the Linton log, uh, cause she loved the Advent wreath so much. So she made a log with a candle for each week. Wow. Uh, we would do the Jesse tree. We do the Advent wreath. Uh, we did all these, we prayed the rose, read your scriptures. Like before we had, we always had dinner together and always start. And we'd have to read a chapter of the Bible, kind of like table reading. So I'm, I'm so used to religious life. Um, so uh, very, very strong Catholic school my whole life. Mm, uh, yeah. So it was, the, the faith was definitely uh, very much a part of my, of my early childhood. Certainly mm -hmm. a strong believer in God, strong come to understand the faith. And obviously intellectually, I went to very good school, Cistercians, so had the intellectual concept of the faith and also with the charismatic aspect, very, very relational um, aspect. Uh, so as far as like young childhood, we're talking kind of grade school area of my life. Yeah. Death was a strong... Knew, knew there was a God, believed in him, prayed every night, uh, had a, and have, would say I would have a relationship with God in a prayer life. When you look back on this time of your life and, and you reflect and, and, you know, talking to your parents and things like that, do you, um, 
did you think that you wanted to be a priest or religious? I mean, was that ever on your radar? What did you, as a, as a kid, as a boy, what did you, what did you think about that? What did you want to do with your life? Right. So other than be a star quarterback on a football team, right? I was a Cowboys <laughs> was fan. Was that like every Texas Aikman. boy's yeah, dream? Aikman yeah. was, was, yeah. was, uh, so there, there was a part of that, but, um, there are definitely times when I remember like in kindergarten, first grade, when, yeah. you know, the sister would come up and say, what do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be a priest. Mm. Or like being at mass and seeing the priest. Mm. Um, and especially in his younger years, like being at all of him, like later years being like, I can preach better than that. Kind of <laughs> uh, so I was just bored by the homilies. Uh, the arrogance of youth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the arrogance of youth. Then you yeah. get up and you do it. You're like, okay, I have a lot of sympathy for those guys. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, so there's definitely this uh, uh, kind of... Initial tug, but I would say that was like young grade school. Right. But getting into kind of middle school, high school, yeah. no. My brother started, I, I'm the youngest, okay. youngest of seven, but grew up with three older brothers. My mother lost three shortly mm. after birth. Mm-hmm. Um, who were in, 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 born, baptized, and now praying for me. Praise God. Uh, yeah. But the, uh, so my brother's, you know, when John's 10 years older than me, and he was got married out of college. So when I'm, you know, I'm in 12, 13, he's getting married. And yeah. so I just see the beauties of, of those relationships. And that was a real kind of drawing of my heart mm-hmm. in that direction at the time. No, that, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, and so as you're then transitioning into to, to, to high school um, and, and, and what, what was that like for you? Um, what, 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 what sort of, um, where was your heart? Where were your attentions? Um, and how, how did your relationship with the Lord continue to? A roller coaster. Yeah. It's the only way to put it. So my youth group also had something they started called Matthew Mission, hmm. which our youth group would put on youth retreats for other youth groups. Yeah. And so we would go and give confirmation retreats and youth retreats, et cetera, and give, give talks and do skits. So I was very much involved in kind of doing the skits and helping out with that. And so it very much we would do like our own youth retreats, you know, and then I would go give a retreat. So a couple of weekends a month, uh, it felt like, or at least one week in a month, I'm out either giving a retreat or going on retreat. And so very much all the, on all these retreat experiences, I felt God working in my heart, tugging on me, leading me to him, kind of this conviction of God. Um, but I, I was involved in the world, you know, I was in mm. high school. I went to a school with a lot of wealthy individuals and, and so money was very important and very much talked about and, uh, success. And then I played sports and I was good at sports. And so, you know, being, you know, popularity, image, uh, girls, uh, all these, these temptations of the world, you want to call it that, yeah. were, were definitely a forefront of my mind and drawing my heart. And so, and then a couple of things happened junior year, which were really hard. Hmm. Um, this Matthew mission thing I was involved in, it kind of shut down after our sophomore year. So I didn't have really, I was that, that kind okay. of untethered from that. Yeah. And then there was kind of a, a falling out with our family in the charismatic community and a number of different families, just okay. financial stuff and other such things, yeah. some unfortunate realities. And so I really wasn't as involved. And I, I just finished Boy Scouts. So there's a Boy Scout trip there as well. Uh, and I'm just sophomore year. I finished Boy Scouts. Um, my dad actually gets a job transfer to San Antonio, but my mom and I stay in Dallas. Um, mm. And uh, because the high school, they just couldn't find it as good, uh, good a Catholic high school as I was going to. And we just felt it was best for me to stay there. Yeah. So I'm living with my brother and there's, you know, uh, marital tension in that, you know, he eventually ended up having, having a divorce from that. So there's, there's just, uh, dad's not around, yeah. not involved in the youth group, not involved in the Boy Scout troop, like all these things tethered to me. And so where did I get, where did I move towards was sports and 
um, parties and such things where where kind of when I was spending my time. And so yeah. God became less and less important in my life yeah. at that time. And that kind of moved into the beginning of my college years yeah. where, you know, sports, I was running track, I was pledging fraternity and um, I would pray. I went to mass on Sunday. So that was praise God because I went to, a, I ended up going to a school and first, first Sunday, freshman year, church is packed. I don't know how many people have held but hundreds of kids there. This is your freshman year of college? Freshman year of college. Where, did you, where was your freshman year of college? Trinity University Trinity, in San okay. Antonio. By the end of the first semester, it was like a couple dozen of us still going to mass. Wow. You know, it was just kind of like this falling out. It's kind of like, like sad to see, yeah. you know, uh, that you know, just how many people have just been, you know, cleared out by, you know, the, unfortunately, the the college life, yeah. the, the college. But but one thing, God praise God, I never, I always had a strong faith in God. I always went to church on Sunday. Okay. And always... Mm. It still had a prayer life. Sometimes it was just the desperation prayers <laughs> of like, God help me on this test I didn't study for. Yeah, <laughs> or, absolutely. Uh, or, you know, and I always kind of heard, heard God's voice at times. Like even when I was making decisions, you know, kind of like bad decisions in life, I always felt God tugging on my heart. Like I, my conscience was definitely like stirring up like, mm. and so God was always kind of at work, even these times where I'd, I'd kind of, still believed in God, still with, with God. Like, yeah, I say, I say all this, you know, but even like before my senior year of high school, I went in the Steubenville conference. So I'd kind of like junior year of this kind of a difficult year. Actually, my dad got cancer that year as well. Okay. was another thing. So there's all this like, and then he lost his, he, he actually just quitting his job in San Antonio because they didn't like the being different in Dallas. Yeah. There's all these yeah. reasons. So all this stuff's kind of happening in life. And I'm, I'm kind of at that low point in my faith. Um, and then I go in the Steubenville conference and I'm back like, in this, high, this not just mm. emotional high, it's not just emotional, low emotional high, but this like yeah. strong conviction of, I wanna live for God. Yeah. And I just, so that's why I call it a roller coaster in my life. From my, yeah. from my high school years and my freshman year of college, I was just kind of up and down in this like total conviction of, I wanna give everything I have to God yeah. in this kind of like, ah, I wanna give a little bit to God, but I'm really pursuing, you know, the, you know, money and success in life. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really beautiful. Um, I mean, what would you say to someone who might find themselves in a roller coaster like that? You know, and, and whether they're young like that, or even now they're they're older and they're just kind of experiencing the ups and downs of yeah, I'm listening to this awesome podcast and I get fired up for the Lord, and then you know life happens. And so, what um, what what would you say to someone who experiences that sort of roller coaster? Ground yourself. Hmm. It's in the sacraments most importantly. Hmm. Confession, the Eucharist. Even if it's like, I can't be going to the Eucharist right now, go to mass, um, yeah. you know, go to confession, go read the scriptures, pray your rosary, hmm. like ground yourself. Even if it's just, you know what, I, I, I'm fast. I take it, it's Friday, I'm gonna not yeah. eat meat on Fridays. Yeah. Um, even it's kind of that. It's kind of funny. Like I'm in college. Like it's freshman year. Like nobody's not eating meat on on Fridays. But just it was so ingrained in me from my parents. Yeah. I just didn't eat meat on Fridays yeah. during Lent. I just knew it wasn't supposed to do. And you do even if I had you and I have advocated like don't eat meat on Fridays the year round. Right. Um. If it's not unless it's a solemnity. Uh, because what it just gets in you, mm -hmm. and you're just fasting every Friday. Yeah. Um. So even when you're in this like kind of environment, you just have these things that are just ingrained in you. So so I would just say if you're struggling. You got to find your way, where, where you grounded. Yeah. And we have to ground ourselves somewhere. And so grounding ourselves in the sacraments is really going to help in the midst of the roller coaster. Because at least they can be one consistent. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I go to mass on Sunday, right? I don't eat meat on Fridays. I go to mass on Sunday. 
and I, you know, I pray my rosary's office and I can, or whatever yeah. the case yeah. may be. And I, I, I try to get to confession or, or whatever it is. It's that all these things are really important, but, yeah. but to make sure I've got a baseline. So when thing, the bottom falls out and I'm struggling, I'm going through a difficult time, you know, all the world is consuming me in all these different ways that I'm still giving God a, a part of my heart. I want to give him more of it, but there's a struggle. And so ground yourself in the faith, ground yourself in the practices of the faith. Amen. Amen. So you are a freshman in college. You're, you're in college now. You're a Trinity. You're pledging fraternities. You are running track. Um, and so um, what happens at Trinity then? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing at Trinity itself. Um, I'm done. I finished this um, the school year. Yeah. <clears throat> and I come home and actually I get um, pharyngitis, I think it was. Pharyngitis? Uh, yeah. No, it's like laryngitis, but it's with your pharynx instead of your larynx. Whoa. Um, and, and so my throat is just like, like I can't even, it's like, I'm talking like this, right? I just laid, I, I couldn't sleep because it hurts so bad. I yeah. had to swallow, right? So I'm not eating. I'm just laying on the couch. Um, you know, I mean, I'm just, I just get really sick. Yeah. And so I go, they go to the doctor, but they give me like the low level antibiotics. Yeah. And they kind of make you feel a little bit better, but I had to get like the higher dosage of antibiotics wow. um, just to like kick this thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm just laying on the couch, like doing much of anything. And, uh, and then I finally like, uh, you know, get to work and I start working. I'm, I'm working at a hotel, um, which is, you know, checking people in, checking people out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my youth minister calls. And, uh, and the nice thing about, so what, what do I say about getting sick and working is because all of a sudden, like all I'm doing now is like, first I didn't do anything. So I was laying on the couch and then yeah. I just start working and, and the shifts were either, I think it was like 3 PM to 11 PM okay. or like 6 AM to 3 PM or something yeah. like that. I forget the exact, but it's either really early or really late. And so either you've got to get up really early or you have to stay up really late. So I wasn't really going out much. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really hanging out with friends. Yeah. Wasn't really doing much other than work and working out because I was still running track. So I would go, I'd exercise, um, but I I wasn't really socializing much. It was actually really good for me because it got to raise some of the some of the friends I should shouldn't have been around in the crowd. And then my youth minister calls. He says, "Hey, we've got a life in the spirit seminar we're doing." And my brother Jeff had already agreed to be a small group leader, and my friend Dave had actually backed out like last minute. So they must have been desperate because <laughs> I was not in a place to be uh, being a, a small group leader at the yeah. time. But uh, they're like, hey, will you be the, we're, we're, you know, we're in desperation mode. We, <laughs> we need a small group leader to help us. Uh, he didn't say that, that like that, but yeah. obviously it was the Holy Spirit. Looking For back, sure, it was yeah. God like clearing a path, like yeah. putting this on my youth minister's heart. Thank you, Mr. McDowell and Mrs. McDowell, yes, Tom and Terry, for, yeah. for listening to the, the yeah. voice of God. Because um, I do, it was, it was life transforming. Anyway, they, they're like, hey, we lead a small group. What it was entailed was on, I think it was Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights. We'd go in, someone would give a, a talk, someone would give a testimony, and we'd have small group. Yeah. We did that for you know, an hour or so on like four or so weeks, and then we did a weekend retreat. Yeah. So that night, so I, I, I get this phone call. Um, I'm like, sure. Like my brother's going. Um, I always enjoyed that kind of stuff. It was like, it was only one week because I, I, I could still work days. Because like I said, I worked the 6 a.m. shift that, those days. And so I could I'd get off a night. I can go do this, um, uh, this event, like this thing. I was like, okay. And, uh, and so I, um, that night, I still remember, I go and I'm kind of like, I, I always did kind of night prayers before I go to bed mm-hmm. in some capacity. They weren't, maybe weren't much. Um, and I, and then, but, I, but when I couldn't sleep, I just lay in bed and just kind of like the mind starts turning. And mm-hmm. I would, uh, and I remember just laying in bed that night and I start praying. 
And I was like, okay, God, I come and be a good small group leader. Like yeah. I, I agree to this thing. Like yeah. I want to be a good influence. Like these are kids I was in. I was I was just in high school. Like I'm just out of high school. I know all these kids. Yeah. Uh, and I'm let me be a small group leader to them. I'd be a good example, a good witness, etc. And I forget the exact you know contents of the prayer, but I do remember laying there, and um, I mean looking back, I, I would even call it like a spiritual warfare going on. Mm-hmm. You know, battle for my soul maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just grace outpouring. Um, mm. But I definitely felt this kind of like internal struggle where like I gave God permission. All I needed was an inch. Yeah. It was like, God, like I want to do this. I want, I want to help. I want to be a good yeah. like small group leader. And that was enough. That was enough of a door for him to come kicking down. <laughs> like he was waiting there with the battering ram the whole time. Yeah. He was always going to wait for me to open it like the battering ram, but he was always ready to come in and like pour out grace abundantly. Yeah. And, uh, and I just got, like that night really convicted hmm. of like, okay, like I'm going to, I need to do this. Like if I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to do it. Okay. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to care for these kids. I'm, so I start going and as we're going, I'm just, they're asking these questions. And I, like I said, I've had this great intellectual background in the faith, right? I wasn't always practicing everything, but I got this background and I'm just answering these questions. And I'm like, where did that come from? You know, <laughs> these kids are saying stuff and I'm like, Hey, you, you know, you can do this and you can. And I was, it was just kind of like this real, like beautiful experience of fathering these, mm. you know, these students, these high schoolers, mm. um, even only being a little bit older than them. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay, God. And uh, so I was like, I need to go to confession. And I like, told my mom, I was like, mom, I think I need to go to confession. She like called like that day, like <laughs> got a priest. I was like, okay, I got a priest. Like got all scheduled, go, go. You know, she like set That's it all up hilarious. for me. She knew it was like, yeah. I would, like my little whim, you yeah. know, like I would never actually follow up, yeah. you know, because it, it was convenience. I was like, right they, I needed yeah. convenience. So mom was like, yeah, I got it all set up for you. You're going tomorrow at three or whenever it was. That's a good mother. So I go to confession. That was really powerful. That was good. Because I hadn't gone one as a trainer. I went in high school, you know, because it was mm-hmm. just, it was always available. It was a like convenience. And I was just like, all right, we go on land. It's the time you go to yeah. confession. Yeah. And and like, it was, you had to go on like Tuesdays at a certain time for like, and I always forgot about it. Like Wednesday, be like, oh, I didn't go to confession last night. Yeah. Um, And so- I, but also to say, the priest probably just would have heard my confession after mass, so I just would have asked. Sure. So tell the people out there, like, just go ask your priest. He'll do it. Yep. Like, don't be like, oh, I can't make the confession time. Like, I will hear your confession if you need to go. For sure. We'll see. We'll find me. Gladly. We'll make it happen. You might have to be a little bit flexible, but I'll, I'll be very flexible mm-hmm. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I go on this retreat, and uh, I, I certainly smoke, and I feel the tug on my heart, like, priesthood, priesthood. Mm. I'm like, Oh, this is strange. You know, it wasn't totally strange because I'm, I'm, I grew up Catholic. I, I kind of thought of it before, but I was like, okay. I was like, let me email a priest. And I emailed a priest friend and he was like, okay, like go to, go to mass, you know, yeah. uh, go to Steubenville. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Like what's Steubenville? I thought Steubenville was in Louisiana because I went to a Steubenville conference in Louisiana. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I like Louisiana. My dad's from there, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I go on the retreat and I get prayed over. And I don't know, I just knew that I knew that I knew. I, yeah. I just experienced God. Uh, I experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. I experienced the conviction, the love of God. Yeah. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I was supposed to be a priest. And so I did. I was like, it was like beginning of July. I'm like mm. transferring, you know, doing all the paperwork. It took like a couple of weeks. It was really quick. Yeah. By the time I did all the paperwork and got all my information all the way over, and they came back and student was like, hey, come on down. And, uh, and so I actually had this great conviction and, and decided I was, I was going to be a priest and I needed to, to, to make some radical shifts. Praise God. That's amazing. So you feel this tug in your heart. The Lord's calling you to be a priest. You, you make some radical changes. You, you, you leave Trinity. You leave track. You go to Steubenville, not in Louisiana, in Ohio. Uh, and you go to school there. 
And so then how then did you find your way um, to priesthood and religious life at your time in, in undergrad at Steubenville? Yeah, so um, I, I make this, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I, honestly, I think it's like, I, I, like seminary is like college. Like I go finish my college degree, like in the ordained me, right? I go be a priest. Yeah, you know? yeah for sure. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like utterly clueless in the like the, yep. the priesthood thing. <clears throat> so I end up going and so the priest, this priest friend, uh, I talked to a few different priests. One of them was like, hey, if you want to be a priest, you need to go to start going to daily mass. If you want to serve mm. at the altar, you got to go to mass. Mm. And I was always like coming, starting, I went more than just Sundays. I went like a weekday okay. here, a weekday yeah. there, but yeah. I, was, I wasn't really going every day. And then I started Steubenville. It's actually, it's a part of the orientation program. You just okay. have mass already. It's part of the orientation. And then I, so actually that's what actually got me into mass every day. Wow. So because of the four days of orientation, whatever it was, they just have mass on the schedule. And then it's like orientation's over. It's like a Sunday. I went to mass and it's like, I should probably just go to mass, though, you know, <laughs> I just started going to day mass and that was like helpful. I started doing adoration, which mm. I loved. I loved adoration. Yeah. And I would just read the Bible, which is consuming the scriptures. The scripture came really alive to me. And, and I start, um, this kind of journey to discover pre like, what is the priesthood? Now, I've mm -hmm. seen priests my whole life. I know priests, so I've priests over for dinner, but what does it mean to be a priest? Mm -hmm. And what does it mean? And, and then what are the options? I don't really like, Priesthood, it's like, hey, okay, you want to be a priest? There's a thousand options. For yeah, you. like, sure. You can be any diocese you want. You can be any religious community you want. Like, yeah. you know, there's, uh, there's all the, and it's someone like me. I'm like top number one draft pick here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Our superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The superhero. Uh, so uh, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm joking. But um, uh, like, I was, uh, like the whole, I was like, whoa, there's like all these options yeah. out there. And so I'm, I'm start praying and, and, and I'd always had this, Heart for St. Francis. Mm. Um, I love St. Anthony of Padua. Actually, I'm Franciscan because of St. Anthony of Padua. That's my middle name and my confirmation saint. Yeah. I, I find him completely inspirational. My first prayer ever answered was like, I lost something. Mom's like, just ask St. Anthony, you'll find it. And like, I, it was like a toy I lost or something. I'm like, I prayed to St. Anthony and then I found it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> prayer works and that guy's powerful. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. So I had this like devotion to St. Anthony and and I go to Franciscan University, so you learn about Saint Francis, learn about the yeah. Franciscan way of life, and and actually I, I did my uh, semester abroad in Gaming, Austria, as a yeah. part of the of my time in Steubenville, and I was there, and I was leaning towards the Franciscan way of life, but I wasn't sure. There's a lot of different Franciscan. Even if you're leaning towards Franciscan life, there's a lot of different Franciscan communities. Sure. So I felt called to religious life because of the communal aspect, mm. um, and then I, and then I felt called to Franciscan life because of the poverty, because of the simplicity, mm. um, and and just his example, his way of life. Yeah. Um, and because I was like, I just feel called to be a missionary. Hmm. Like, I don't, I, I like parish life is great. It seems great, but yeah. I feel, I want to do like a mission. I want to live more of a mission life. Yeah. And so I, I'm in Assisi doing on uh, part of this Gaming Austria. We take a 10 day trip. We go to Rome and Assisi and I'm in Assisi and I'm just, it's really, I'm kind of real quiet. Like in this time, I just take this 10 days. Like I got to figure out, like I'm graduating this year. Like, I got to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> like, and if I, if I got to figure out what I'm doing, I got to go like, oh, do a come and see. I got to do an application. Like, yeah. I got to figure this out, like this semester. Like, where am I going? What am I doing? And I'm just in Assisi and Francis is like, come on. You know? Wow. You could be, you're supposed to be a Franciscan. And uh, particularly a call me to a Franciscan group up in Pennsylvania. And, and I just knew. It's like kind of that, like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And I had all this, like, I looked at it and I saw, like, all the warts, you know, of the community. Like, some people, like, they're, like, get into religious life. They're like, oh, my goodness. So, like, get into, like, like this is not, like, all, you know, rainbows. I saw the warts from the very beginning. <laughs> like, I was in a discernment house for the community. And yeah. I was just like, I said, but I still was just like, this is what God's calling me. Like, yeah. This is what God wants. And so, um, I, I finished up at Steubenville, um, graduated in 2006. 
and uh, had done uh, that spring semester at Come and See and had applied and eventually been accepted to a Franciscan group in Pennsylvania. So I headed over there. Praise God. So you join a Franciscan group in Pennsylvania. Um, you are not in Pennsylvania. You are in uh, Phoenix on the Gila River Indian Reservation. Um, and so how did you how did you find your way from this community now down to uh, to here in Phoenix? Yeah, another another journey of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, so I, I go through the formation process. Mm-hmm. It's postulancy, it's novitiate, uh, where I'm getting to know the community, I'm doing some time of prayer, discernment, complete, feel the conviction of God, take vows, uh, first of a, a four years, and what's called temporary vows, and eventually a final commitment. Going to seminary at Catholic University, studying for the priesthood, doing summer assignments. I went to Mexico to study Spanish, mm. did a, a hospital CPE program. Uh, I did a pastoral year teaching high school. So all these experiences, I'm just, uh, I'm growing in my faith. So I was kind of a, it'd been a couple of years, but I'm still like, it's all new in a lot of ways. Yeah, sure. Learning to pray the, the liturgy of the hours. I'm learning about the church, learning about the faith. Um, coming, dipping, dipping prayer life, learning how to pray, learning about relationship with God. And I get ordained a priest. Um, I first at a parish and then uh, at a camp, as a campus minister up in Pennsylvania. And uh, at that time, this, I, I, I'm really, at the time, like I, I'm supposed to go study scripture. Like I just feel this call, I want to study scripture. And God's like putting my heart, scripture, scripture, scripture. I'm like, okay. Um, and, and so I'm moving that direction, I'm talking about it. And, and then like, the God, but, but God goes in a deeper way. Like he's all like, but missionary. Hmm. And, and it's just like hit me, like you're, you're called to be a missionary uh, and you need to go do mission work. And it's like, okay. And so my mind is just like, all right, I'll go study some scripture. I'll, I'll do that, but I need to, to be a missionary. Like in some way, this got to be on mission. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that means. Like summer missions or spring missions. Like, so, you know, I'm gonna be, this is the track. Go study scripture. You're going to be in a university. Yeah. I don't know how, but I'm, I just, this conviction and, and, and God through some other, you know, brothers is all like, really found our heart on Phoenix. Hmm. I don't know they start talking about it and my heart just starts burning. And I take it to hmm. prayer. It's like, yes, like God, yes. Um, but again, I'm not thinking immediately. I'm just thinking, okay, I gotta go to, like, this is, I'm supposed to be there. Like hmm. God's calling me. That's my yeah. heart, that, that God's leading me there. Yeah. Um, it ends up, you know, through a, through a process of discernment with the community, um, there's a proposal to send some guys to Phoenix that, that wasn't really accepted. Um, but then, you know, kind of through a discernment process, end up talking to a spiritual director and talking to some bishops, talking to some, some people I trusted, my own parents. Yeah. I actually called my dad. It's like, yeah. hey, dad, I'm really thinking about Phoenix, but I'm thinking I'm supposed to go like now, not later. And I'm really kind of convicted. I told him like kind of the whole story when we got there. And I, was all, and I didn't start with Phoenix. I was like, and I really feel like this mission, this mission call, I want to be a missionary. And I'm really feeling called to be a missionary in Phoenix. And he goes, to work with Native Americans. Wow. I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's been on my heart too in prayer. Wow. I'm like, okay, thanks God. Like, <sighs> yeah. Like, okay, like my, my, God's already been working on my father's heart. Yeah. Cause I was afraid. Like, I was afraid I was gonna talk to my dad. He's like, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> like, dad, I know I'm crazy. I've been crazy <laughs> for years, but you know, I'm thinking I'm supposed to act on my crazy now. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. Uh, but he was just like, I'm convicted of this. And everybody I talked to, I talked to, you know, again, I've advisors, spiritual advisors, bishops, friends, and they're all like, this is like, you're supposed to be a missionary Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Like, this, this call, this whole leading is where, this is where God's been leading the whole time. Um, and it wasn't really, you know, necessarily a bait and switch. It was a, a conviction of my heart to know the word, to know him, yeah. but to spread, to spread his word. And it just kind of set up, it just made the path really easy because it was like, I was supposed to go to school. So all the other, I'd, t- I'd cut all the other ties of what I was supposed to be doing with sure. campus ministry and already prepared for the next guy to come, et cetera. I made the transition really easy. It's like, no, I'm not going to be going to study. I'm actually going to go be a missionary. Wow. And so, yeah, came down uh, 2015. 
May 13th, our Feast of Our Lady of Fatima Amen. and received by Bishop Olmsted and, uh, and came down to help found the Franciscan Rise of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And so just very, very briefly, we'll just wrap up your story with the, the, the founding of the, the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. Um, what has, um, what's it been like since you got here for the last, uh, was it now? We're coming up on year six. Sixth anniversary, May 13th from yeah, arrival. Come on Fifth now, anniversary of the founding of the community as an association of the faithful right. on June 29th. Yes. So it's some big milestones. Um, what's it been like? Uh, it's been a little bit of everything. It's been, it's been, so the Holy Spirit um, is, he'll never be put in a box. Mm. It's been like a, a whirlwind <laughs> of grace. Yeah. So it's been really good and really beautiful and really hard and really difficult all at the same time. But it's been really peaceful throughout. So that's one thing I can say, it's been very peaceful. I've mm. had peace and conviction that I am where God wants me to be, that I'm following his will and that everything that has happened thus far has been according to his will. Not perf- not like every single day of my life, every moment, but but in general, the, the big yeah. picture, I've been in his will yeah. and I'm completely at peace that I am even sitting here in this moment, I'm in the will of God by, by, by what we've been doing. It's been great, been gotten to know the native communities down here, work with the native communities. It's been such a blessing. I love the ministry, love being a missionary, love the people, um, growing in relationship. The community itself, we've been getting vocations, yeah. been getting men, which is also a big sign. Like people are actually want to join to what yeah. we're doing. Thanks be to God um, for that. It, the people have been prayer support, financial support. Yeah. All these, the people of God have responded and been like, thank you for what you're doing. This has been a real blessing to us. People whose lives have been touched. And so all these, these it's all been pe- uh, just this great conviction of because I just see the fruits of God at work. Mm-hmm. It's been hard. It's been the cross. It's been difficult. It's been a struggle, but it's been peaceful and it's been beautiful throughout. Yeah, amen. No, that's beautiful. Thanks be to God. You um, you know, very much like the, the our fathers in the faith in the scripture as they embark on a new chapter in their, in their walk with the Lord, the Lord gives them a new name. And so part of, of you coming down here and, and founding this community and being established as Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit, that, um, that you received a new name, uh, your religious name of, of Antony. Uh, so would you share with us how, how that name came to be for you? When I was up, so Anthony of Padua, I have been in love with, as I said, my mm. whole life. My confirmation saint loved him. And I always told myself, if I was going to take a religious name, it was going to be Anthony, you know, after okay. Anthony of Padua. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, but then I go and I start praying the divine office when I go to Steubenville in the liturgy of the hours. And I learn about this Antony the Great or Antony the, of the Desert. I'm like, at first when I hear Antony the Great, I'm like, obviously it's Anthony the Padua, right? <laughs> uh, Antony the Desert. I was like, I don't know he lived in the desert, but he lived in a tree for a while. Does that count? <laughs> um, and so then I learn about this guy uh, and I, I'm just convicted that Anthony of Padua took his name after Antony of the mm, Desert. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like if my, my, if my favorite saint like this guy, yeah. then I like this guy. <laughs> so I, uh, uh, I, I just, I, I have this conviction, this love that I start developing as I learn more. I read his life. St. Athanasius wrote a biography of him. He okay. started, he, really the founder of religious life, founder of monastic life, lives out in the desert, leaves everything behind. They, they actually, St. Francis is modeling his life mm. on Anthony because he hears the scriptures that say, leave everything, follow. And that's what Anthony the Desert does first, yeah. you know, in the yeah, early, in the sure. third century. Um, and so, uh, when I was coming down here, I was really praying, really beseeching God, am I supposed to do this? And I had this experience in prayer when I really felt, so we were supposed to talk to the saints, right? Yeah. And my spiritual director always told me like, if you, if you sense a saint, just ask who they are and what they want. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was in prayer one time and I'm in my room 
in Pennsylvania. And I have this experience where I really sense that there's somebody in the room with me. And I don't know how, I was just like, I have this sense. Like, it wasn't like a scary, like fearful, like afraid, mm-hmm. but it's just like, there's like a good like sense of presence in my room. And I was just like, so I just, I'm like, who are you and what do you want? Like, is this my guardian angel reaching out? Is yeah. Jesus like showing yeah. up? Does Mary want something? It's like, and I just, in my heart, I didn't hear a voice and didn't see anybody. This is just in my heart. I just yeah. really sense like, it's Anthony of the desert. He just said, I'm praying for you. Mm. And I just knew he was praying for me, you know, cause Phoenix, it's like, I'm going to the desert. Yeah, I yeah. just felt like this, this, that he was praying me through that whole process of coming down here and coming beautiful. and coming down. And so when we were submitting names, I was really praying about who I was supposed to submit. It was, it was between Anthony and Anthony. I just knew it was supposed to be one of these guys. And actually I was just like, no, he's been praying for me. Like Anthony Pada was like, no, no, no. I took my name after him. You're supposed to take your name after him too. <laughs> like he was like, yes. Franciscan humility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, Even in uh, heaven. And so I, I joined Anthony of Padova by, jo- by taking the name after Anthony of the desert. And I took Antony instead of Anthony yeah. because Antony is the more ancient English form. Mm. It actually comes from a Greek word meaning righteous, mm. which, is more, uh, which is where Antony comes from. Anthony, is a, they, they thought it was a uh, flower. Yeah. And so they changed it to Anthony, added the TH, the theta gotcha. in there, but it's Antony. So that's why I took it, it means righteous. And I try to be in right relationship with God. Amen. Beautiful. Praise God. Well, thank you so much for sharing your your story with us and and uh, it's a beautiful story of, of what the lord has done with you and and i'm looking forward to all of the chapters unfolding uh here in the desert with you um so for our little question uh that we'll wrap up our podcast with is and we kind of talked about origin stories of superheroes so if you could have any superpower um what would it be oh i thought about this a lot I'm i ready. thought you might have yeah um i want like the ability to just transport Mm. like transportation yes so i just want to be anywhere at any time one i think it'd be really practical for i have sure. a lot of driving to do <laughs> like there's a lot of missions i would love to be like snap my exactly. fingers and i'm like at holy family yeah. in a mission which is an hour away you know or i'm just at the mission that would save me a lot of time sure, like i'm just yeah. but then also like i want to go see my family okay like you know what guys i need a day i'm gonna go hang out like i'm going to the i'm gonna go hike a mountain I'm gonna go to the woods, take a little quiet time, just to be anywhere at any time, just as Im- immediate transportation. Teleportation, Teleportation is, a, is a great one. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the old classic. I would I would probably wanna fly. I yeah. think I would really like flying. I have a fear of heights, but I think if I could fly, <laughs> that fear would go away. And that <laughs> would be very helpful. Makes um, sense to me. So thank you so much. And, and we'll just uh, we'll just close in a, in a final prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of the life of, of Father Anthony. Uh, Lord, we just ask that, that you continue to bless him and his work and his ministry and his vocation, uh, and that you would bless all of us, uh, that you continue to, to pour down your Holy Spirit upon all of us, that, that we might continue uh, to be living flames of your love. And may the blessing of Almighty God come upon each and every one of you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see Amen. you next time. Blessings to all of you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith. That's becomefire.faith. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.